When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 98. This, this is what I want you to know about goals and resolutions, because it is the beginning of the year, at the time of this recording, and I know every year in January, we're all hearing about goals and New Year's resolutions and Some of our favorite podcasters are talking about the topic. So this is my take on goals and resolutions. So first and foremost, when I'm doing research, sometimes I like to make sure that I'm using a word or phrase in the right context. Sometimes I find that I haven't, but sometimes I actually like to look up the definition of a word. And when I'm looking at the definitions here, I have like a flashback to Janelle in third grade, who we were given an assignment every week of like 25 spelling words. And I was like, man, give me a spelling word. I'll write each word 10 times. I'll use it in a sentence. I'll use it in a story. But my most hated, hated assignment was writing down the definition of every single word that week. I hated it. Like whatever the the third grade... 1980s version of FML was, that was me. I hated my life on the night that we had to do definitions. But what I find funny now, so every time I'm looking up a definition, I always think back to my uh, life in third grade and I just hated it. Um, But what the funny thing is, is that if we only knew that in the future, we could just type into a computer and up pops a definition. And a lot of times they're more clear, concise, short. I would have prayed for that back in third grade. But also we can kind of, depending on the source, find a meaning that's something that appeals to us that we like. So I kind of did this when I looked up the definition of resolution and a goal. I liked Merriam-Webster's definition of a resolution as being a firm determination to do something. So you are resolute. You are going to get this done. Now, I liked dictionary.com's definition of a goal as an objective or target that someone is trying to reach or achieve. Now, think about this for a second. You can't really have one without the other. I mean, if you have a resolution, you're resolute, you're going to do something, you're determined Well, what are you determined to do? What are you going to do? You have to have a goal. You have to have that objective, right? So goals and resolutions, to me, in my understanding, go hand in hand with each other. So again, when you're listening to other podcasts or following your favorite people on social media, just something to keep in mind when it comes to setting your goals and your resolutions. Now, first and foremost, I 
don't care when you're listening to this podcast. In fact, as the year goes on, I hope you actually come back and listen to it again. So April, June, August, November, whatever. And here's why. Because I want you to start your year wherever wherever you are. I want you to start your goals wherever you are, not just the first of the year. I mean, we always hear the joke about the gyms, right? So like gyms, if you're seeing the ads on TV, they're always promoting like first of the year, New Year's resolutions, you're going to get fit this year, you're going to get in shape. And then everybody always jokes that by Valentine's Day, the gyms are completely empty. Well, there's a reason for that. Like I said, I think sometimes we can start off the year with a bang or we start off a goal with a bang and then we feel like, well, if we've sort of fallen off the wagon, if you will, or we just kind of have other things have gotten in the way life happens, it's hard to sort of get back on it. And so instead what happens is that when we fall off, we stay off. And that's what happens a lot of times with, for instance, a goal of getting in shape and working out and joining a gym. So again, it does not matter where you are. Start wherever you are. Maybe you've actually made some progress on a goal. Maybe you are partway there. That That's awesome because goals are something that should be long-term. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But the next thing that I want you to remember when it comes to goal planning is to write it down. Write it down. I know there's a lot of goal tracking apps out there. Um, I know I'm super old school when I say write it down because I'm a pen and paper girl. But I'm telling you, try this. There's something that happens. Now, I've pretty much caught up on all my podcasts about goal setting for the new year, etc., and I listen to a pretty broad range of folks out there. Um, I, I love, I'm a podcast junkie. I'm almost every week trying to find a new podcast. I listen in a lot of different genres. I listen to people that come from like more faith-based perspective to everything from people who like kind of have more of like a maybe a so-called new age perspective. But one of the things that I found kind of interesting as I was catching up on my podcast listening was this. Something crazy happens when you write down a goal, when you actually physically write it down on paper. Something happens. It, it, it just something when you write it down. And especially if it's something that you're looking at on a regular basis, I don't know if it's like um, subconscious mind thing. I don't know if like really the stars online in the universe, whatever. It is something happens to help make that goal come to fru- to fruition. And that being said, goals should actually be revisited from time to time. I'm going to give you an example of this. When I first started my professional organizing business, One Organized Mama, back in 2012, it took me a minute to sort of, you know, kind of get things up and running. And then once I was like, okay, I have a business here. I have clients calling. I needed to have a goal that was measurable. So in business, a great way to make a measurable goal is to have an income amount, like how much money am I making per month? So as we all know, who are in the small business world, 
when we are self-employed or entrepreneurs, we have like this sort of roller coaster on our income. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to make a goal of I want I need to earn $5,000 a month. So I need to bring in $5,000 a month. And so I wrote it down. And um, lo and behold, it took me less than a year to hit that goal. And that's when I started to build my team and stuff because then I realized I need to start bringing on people because I was getting more business. So I ended up doubling the goal. So I wrote down that I wanted to make 10000 a month. So I needed to bring in 10000 Granted, I was working my you-know-what off, but I actually was able to achieve that goal with the help of the wonderful team that I had built at the time. But I'll be honest, that second goal, I kind of tucked away a little bit somewhere and I kind of forgot about, I mean, we're just busy. We were just, we were grinding back in those days and I was working literally seven days a week. And so um, again, writing it down, I'd written that goal down and I felt like we were peaking. I felt like something was a little bit off in the business. There was a change that needed to be made. And what helped me realize that is that I went back and I revisited some of the goals I had made for the business. And when I saw that 10,000 goal and I matched it to my QuickBooks and I was like, wow, we, we're, we're consistently exceeding that as an income. Like we're bringing that in. I wish that's what was going to my bank account. It was not. But um, we were actually consistently exceeding that. But I hadn't updated that goal. But what I did instead is I realized, you know what? It's awesome that I met this goal. And I, I had a moment where I was like, you know what? I, I could double that again. We could be potentially making $20,000 a month um, bringing that in. But something happened where I realized it, you, I, it could be $100,000 a month. I wasn't liking where the business was going. I was tired. I was just working an extraordinary amount of hours. I felt like, and a lot of times I felt like I was just putting out a lot of fires. I you know, when you're, when you have a level of success, sometimes you have a little bit of a target on your back too. I felt a little, a little anxious about things and how things were going. Um, and I realized that my goal had changed. It wasn't the money that I wanted to find another direction to go. And that's when, honestly, some of these ideas where I realized I wanted to educate people about time management and organization and, I wanted to get out of this sort of thing of like making people's homes look quote unquote perfect. And that's where I really started saying that's really what my passion is. And it was hard. That that was hard to walk away because even though the money was good, um, it wasn't everything to me. And it helped me kind of reassess what my goals were. And Again, it, it's kind of funny because like I said, with that second goal of $10,000, I didn't even like we hit it, hit it consistently for several months, uh, exceeded it several times. And I didn't even, I it didn't even occur to me until I had gone back to look at it. And I'm grateful that I did because like I said, it just sort of sparked something inside of me to saying, is this what I really want to do? So write it down, write it down. Something crazy happens. Like I said, the whole spectrum of beliefs out there, they all say it, write it down. Okay. 
So let's talk about how do you find your goals? What if you're just like, I, Janelle, I don't even know. I just, the past few years have kind of chewed me up and spit me out. I just kind of feel a little lost. I feel a little drained. I, I just don't even know where to start. We'll start by having a little fun and brainstorm. You can get your spouse involved. You can get your family involved. You can just sit. My husband and I, once in a while, I mean, <laughs> poor guy sometimes is like, what are we doing? But like, I love Sunday mornings when we're having some coffee and I'm like, hey, let's talk about our life together. But I will say this is that it's actually really kind of fun. Like, we had a big major move this past year. We moved across country, as many of you know, but we're starting off a new year and we're like, okay, we made some of this stuff happen. What are the next steps? And so that's kind of what we're visiting in the new year of 2023. What are our next steps for our life in Georgia? So have a little fun with this. And the next thing I want to tell you when it comes to brainstorming and having fun and just, I want you to dream big honest to goodness, I, I'm going to use my husband as an example here. Like he had a, he had a dream, like he had a dream for a few years. In fact, it was something that he was talking to a lot of people about. He um, was in law enforcement and he said, you know, I was like, well, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to go into a second career? We still have bills to pay. We still have a little one at home. What are your next steps? And so he and I really kind of talked about that. And so he had wanted to apply for this job in Georgia. And, and so we, funny enough, um, had discovered it's going to be the job is close to where our um, oldest, my oldest is in the military where he would be stationed. And he loves his base. He'd been stationed here in Georgia before Um, he had moved up to Virginia. And um, he and his um, beautiful young bride were thinking of moving back down to Georgia. So we as a family had kind of chatted and we're like, how funny would it be to, uh, if this job happened for my husband and you guys got orders and moved, we all lived in Georgia together. How funny would that be? It happened. It happened. So about two weeks before we made the move to Georgia, my son got orders to the base that we live by. And granted, we live about 45 minutes away from my husband's work, Um, but we kind of, while we were house hunting last summer, we decided to come and he was going to make the commute to work, and that way we could live by my son. And we literally live two miles away. Like if I type in his address on my phone, he is exactly two miles away. So we made that happen. I mean, this was literally from wouldn't it be crazy if this happened and as we kind of just talked and joked about with the family and stuff and I remember back in those days I was like wait a second how far is this stuff and I would google and do some research preliminary research and it was just sort of like well I'm not going to get my hopes up because the chances of that happening and it happened it happened and again I have to attribute a lot of it to just writing some of this stuff down and like hey if we want this to happen as a family, like how can we make it? Granted, they had their their part to play, their own thing. But my husband and I, we were really, quite honestly, the wild cards in this because, like I said, my husband loved his job. 
um, but just realized he was ready for a change and kind of shot, did a shoot for the stars, applied for this other job, and lo and behold, he was able to get it. So dream big. Involve your family. Involve your friends. If, if you're a single person, if you just want to get like, you know, make yourself a fancy cocktail one night and sit with a pen and paper and just sit and just have fun, be silly, dream big, write it down. Okay, so you have those big, silly, just fantastic goals written down, right? So what next? So now it's time to put them into action. So I want you to start to look at your life. Again, it does not matter when you are starting, but it's time to actually start to do a couple of things here. First and foremost, break those goals down into smaller pieces. And you have to do that by starting to prioritize. So you can go back to your brainstorming list, um, circle some of those goals. So for instance, when we, when I revisit the time my husband and I were talking about making this big, you know, leap across country, changing careers, moving to a place that we had never been to before. Um, we were like, okay, if this is going to happen, what are the steps? Now, some of the steps, and, and there's, as you well know, like if you look back on anything you had to do, you think like, wow, sometimes there's a million steps. So there is a quote, forgive me, I want to say attributed to Martin Luther King Jr. about don't focus on the staircase, just focus on the one or two steps ahead of you. And sometimes that's what we have to do when it comes to goals. And my apologies if that quote was actually attributed to somebody else. I did not do my homework on that. But <clears throat> that is exactly what I want you to do. And that's kind of the process that we went through when it came to my husband. And I'm like, okay, well, what are the steps? And there were a series of steps that he had to take in at his old employer in order to figure out financially, how could we do this? realistically, what does this look like for, you know, uh, life after retirement? What does insurance look like? What does cost of living look like? All of those different things, we just started to, you know, kind of do the research and start doing the work. And just one step at a time, we were able to start to make progress on those. So that's what I want you to do. Again, what is really important to you? Go back through that brainstorming Take a look at it, circle things, number them, highlight them, whatever you'd like to do. Now, the next thing that I want you to consider when putting it into action is I want you to remember you have a whole life. So if you're a listener, regular listener of this podcast, you know that I'm when I'm talking about organization and time management, it's not just about your house. You have a lot of life outside of your house. Of course, you have a home, but you also have a family and you probably work in some capacity, whether you are at home, uh, even a stay at home parent works. Um, you have a physical body, so you have health you need to take care of. You have a financial life. You have friends and or hobbies. And you also have your your mind, your your sense of well-being, your peace. So I like to call that as quiet time. So when it comes to your goals, I want you to actually take kind of a bird's eye view of your life. And when you're kind of going through your priorities, try to see if you can make 
a priority or something, a goal for each one of those different areas of your life. There might be other areas of your life that that I don't cover. By all means, create a goal for those. And again, so, and I wouldn't get too crazy. Like I wouldn't go beyond, you know, five to seven, but, but kind of just go through and say, you know, hey, look, I do have a work goal. And I do have a physical health goal. And you know what? I feel like we always have financial goals, right? Like financial goals never go away. And so take a look and make sure also that you're remembering different areas of your life as well. I think sometimes like social hobby, I feel like I I know now that I'm, I'm actually going to be 47 next month and I've realized like how my social life is evolved over the years. In my 20s, it's really true. Your friendships are so much stronger in your 20s. In your 30s, like, you know, you're generally in this whole, like, you know, uh, really putting life into action, I feel like, you know, like building a family, building a career, building your life, maybe purchasing your home, all of those different, like, big life stuff, maybe getting married, whatever. And then as you get into your 40s, I feel like you really start to do this kind of prioritization, like maybe friendships didn't matter as much as they once did. Um, One thing that I'm kind of realizing is uh, I'm really, really particular more than I have ever been on who I give my time to. Been burned a few times, even recently. So this is kind of a new learning curve for me where I'm just like, ouch, that didn't work out how I thought it was going to work. So let me put on my parachute and jump out of the plane and focus on some other stuff. But one of the great things in that is that I kind of realized like, I kind of just like doing my thing. I'm getting to that age where I'm like, I don't need a ton of friends. Um, I'm find going to the gym by myself or going for a walk by myself. Um, And, you know, the people that are in my life and I do choose to spend time with are people that I really actually do enjoy. And I like to put people in little compartments. Like I have like my spiritual guru friends that just like I love talking to that are just always positive. I have my super fun friends who are like like we can just say anything to each other and just laugh and laugh and laugh. And, you know, my mom friends, my non-mom friends, my business-minded friends. I feel like I have a lot of different categories for people in my life. And so that's something to consider. So no matter where you are on that spectrum um, of adulthood, don't forget, like, you, you know, same thing with hobbies, your hobbies change over the years. But remember, have some kind of stuff that's just for you that's specific to you. Because sometimes with life, when work, family, kids, marriage, we sometimes find ourselves getting lost in the shuffle. So definitely make yourself and what's interesting to you or what you love to do or who you love to spend that time with a priority in your life. Okay. Now, Now that you've kind of gone through and you're like, okay, some of these crazy ideas I have, who knows, maybe I can make these happen. So you've kind of gone through, you've taken a bird's eye view of your life, you've prioritized. Now it's time to put some action into those by breaking them down into time pieces. So for instance, 
whatever you have done up to this point, you've prioritized, I want you to kind of start to look at this from a month perspective. And again, your month doesn't have to start on the first of the month. If you were starting this on the 14th of the month, your month began on the 14th and ends on the 13th of the the following month. So don't overcomplicate this. Do not overthink this. Start wherever you are. All right. So you're going to look at your goals and then you're going to break them down because I want you to actually make these really attainable, achievable. So for instance, if you have a financial goal and you know, okay, well, my goal is to save X amount of dollars, you know, in the next year. So the best way to do that is how much money can I realistically save this month? So maybe it's a matter of taking whatever that financial goal is and dividing it by 12. So just because I'm not great with doing math super fast. So say you're, you want to save $12,000 in the next 12 months. Well, if you divide that by 12, it, that's saying you need to save $1,000 per month. I want you to break it down even smaller. <clears throat> How much does that mean you will need to save every single week? $250, right? Yep, let me do the math. That's right. <laughs> so each week, you know, you need to find $250 that you're going to tuck away into a savings account or you're going to put away however you need to put it away. And if you do that consistently, you know, you will reach your goal of saving $12,000 for the year. So do you see what I'm saying? You don't just go out of goal and be like, I'm going to have 12000 extra more dollars in my account without breaking down the smaller steps. So when you come to your weekly planning and you're like, you're going to have to do some planning. Like if you're looking at your budget and you're like, woo, we're drinking coffee. We're heading to those, you know, coffee shops way too much. We're eating out way too much. Then you know that you probably need to make some coffee at home. You probably need to start brown bagging it and packing some lunches. You probably need to start doing some planning for meals and dinner so that you're eating at home. And if you do that, I'm sure somewhere in there you can save $250 for the week by doing some of that. So there's going to be a trial and error too. Are you going to, you know, be exactly perfect? No. Remember, perfect is not part of our vocabulary with this podcast. We are making progress. So we're taking perfection out, we're, but we're making progress. Maybe one week you save $300, but the next week the savings look more like closer to the $200 range. That happens, life happens. But as long as you are making some progress and you are looking at that goal of like saving $12,000 in 12 months, you are looking at that. It is reminding you again, something happens And part of that something happens is that it reminds you to plan for your goals. It reminds you to take those actions. Part of that too is something like if you find yourselves in Nordstrom Rack and stuff and you're like, do I really need that sweater? Like I have 12 sweaters in that color already. You know what? I don't need to buy it there. You've, You've made a decision. So sometimes again, 
by writing down the goal, revisiting it, looking at it. It just reminds us. Sometimes it just reminds us and we change our behaviors when it comes to that. So do you see what I'm saying when it comes to this? How you can take something just that seems crazy and really make it attainable. And it's all about making specific steps that need to be taken every day. And again, I want you to consider all of your time buckets. All right. As I'm wrapping up here, a few things I want you to just remember and know. Number one, revisit your goals. Look back. Again, I'm a big believer in looking at them. And again, you can probably do this in a an app. Again, I know I sounds so old school when I say pen and paper or I am the girl at Target buying the planner the you know every December so that I have a new planner for the next year and yeah, I also grab some of the pretty pens too. But kind of fun. Um, I like to look back where were we a year from now, a year from today. So I recently did this this past week, and uh, and my planner from exactly one year ago this week said dinner with so and so, and I was like, oh my gosh. I need to stay connected. So there was a wonderful family that we had connected with in our neighborhood back in Vegas. And a year ago, we went out to dinner. We had been talking about it forever. And I was like, you know what? Let's just put it on the calendar. Let's go to dinner. And we had a great time. And we just realized, wow, they're really people that are like awesome people. And and here I am a year later living across country. And it just gave me a reminder of like, hey, maybe I should just reach out to them because we really did enjoy them. And if we go back or they travel to this part of country, they're definitely people that we'd love to just go and visit again, have another dinner with. So sometimes, again, it kind of reminds you when you do look back and revisit, oh, yeah, that's that was important to me at that time. And sometimes it's okay to kind of reach back out again, realizing you are a whole person. You are more than just your pantry. All right. Another thing that I want you to consider is some of the avoid. Avoid anyone who's too hardcore. So some of the, I was listening to um, uh, one of my favorite podcasts and he was like, hey, I need to get on here and do a rant right now. He's like, he was listening to his like podcasters and he was, had been on social media and he had seen this trend of like, I guess it's like wake up at 4.30 in the morning and take a cold shower. I don't get it but apparently it's like a trend. And so he was kind of, um, kind of venting about this. And he's like, you know, what his complaint was is that you don't, number one, you don't have to be that hardcore with your goals. Like if you're not waking up at 4.30 and taking a shower and doing like this hardcore workout, like it's okay. That's not for everybody, but it's also okay if that's your thing too. Right. But what his his complaint ultimately was is that he didn't like the messaging behind it. He didn't like when people were like, if you're not doing this starting on January 1st, you're lost. You're lost for the year. I absolutely 100% agree with him. Goals are ongoing. <clears throat> your year, if you don't get your year off to a fantastic start in January, that's okay. You can start your year Again, wherever you are, if you're listening in February, July, whatever, start where you are. That can still be the beginning of your year. Your year doesn't have to end on December 31st when it comes to goals or resolutions. You get to decide, not your favorite Instagrammer or podcaster. 
Okay, also avoid anything that has too many steps. This is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Like I'll go on Pinterest or Instagram and it's like 427 steps to organize your closet. I mean, obviously I'm being a little um, exaggerating there or 365 days to a cleaner home. What? No, nah. Uh, Again, if that's your thing, okay. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I just feel like if someone is setting out something that you have to do all 365 days and you miss a day or a few days and life happens and throws you off track, again, it's hard to kind of get back on. So avoid anything that's a little too complicated. Also avoid anyone who hasn't proven their expertise. Okay, so this is what like this is why I'm honest with you guys. This is why I tell you like the struggles, motherhood, being a spouse, <laughs> small business owner, professional organizer, podcaster. Like it, it's hard out there. I, I again, I want you guys to hear like the path to success, the path to achieving goals is not always simple, nor is it easy, and. Anyone out there who is claiming to be an expert in er- any area, kind of do a little, do your own due diligence when it comes to them. Do a little bit of research. And I know, for instance, um, that like coaching is a big thing. I love coaching. I'm not bashing in any way, shape, or form. But I've heard, you know, <laughs> some podcasters, in fact, um, two that I listened to, and they were laughing about someone that was paying like thousands of dollars for a coach. And it turns out the person never had really worked in that field before. So do your due diligence. Make sure the person is being kind of honest. Make sure they actually know what they're talking about um, when it comes to their area of expertise. Also, and lastly, and most importantly, avoid anyone who's too critical. If your mother is too critical, if your so-called best friend is too critical, um, avoid telling them about your goals. Just They're just not people that need to be in your support system. Sometimes your support system is going to be people you don't even know. I have found that a lot. Like I, I'll be honest, um, I don't know if I have any girlfriends that actually listen to my podcast. So when I am socializing with them and stuff. I just don't talk to them about it. I just don't say anything about it because I have just kind of felt like they're like, well, you do that and you do this. I'm like, yeah. And you know what? I managed to get it done. So just to avoid having to sort of defend myself or anything, um, I just, I just don't really share with a lot of people. I'm actually very careful who I share what to. Again, I sort of compartmentalize my life. That's something I learned in my forties. Like, my friends who maybe are in the small business, those are the ones that I, you know, share small business stuff with. My friends who are like kind of real mothers, you know, have maybe kids with the same age ranges as me. That's who I share like my mothering stuff with. But I'm I'm actually really careful who I share stuff to. And to be really honest and fair, I I try to be careful about me being critical as well. I I know I do the same thing to other people. And so sometimes we have to also look at ourselves and make sure we're not being critical and being sort of this, you know, dark cloud when it comes to someone else's goals and dreams. Just listen, like you don't have to 
add anything. Sometimes all we want is just someone to just listen to us and not make us think that we're crazy. So sometimes being a good listener ourself, and I have to remind myself of that as well. So last but not least, do you guys know the story of the tortoise and the hare or the turtle and the rabbit? You know, so like the, they're going to do a race and the rabbit's like, of course, I'm going to win this race. Like I'm faster than a turtle and the turtle's just kind of like, okay, let's get started. For some reason, especially when it comes to small business, I've always related to this fable, the tortoise and the hare. It doesn't matter if it's professional organizing, podcasting, my real estate business. I am, I've, I've just kind of learned I love being the turtle. I have some kind of connection to turtles now. And I just realized like sometimes there's so many things out there that are so flashy and especially when it comes to our competition. Um, I'm a big believer in like kind of keep your eyes on your own paper. I know this is not the most beautifully produced podcast. This is a one woman show, but you know what? I just keep going. Um, I love my followers. I love my supporters, my listeners out there that are like die hard that listen to me all the time. And I don't really care about the critics out there. I just really don't. Um, I know I have a message. I'm happy to share that message. And I just kind of keep my head down and just keep trudging through. May not be perfect, but you know what? I make some progress all the time. So I wanted to share that with you, hoping that maybe inspires you a little bit when it comes to your own goal. Like some, just ignore those hairs out there, those rabbits, those crazy rabbits that are like doing flip-flops and showing off and you know, seem to get a lot of the the accolades and the and stuff. A lot of times they they're so focused on that kind of stuff they kind of peter out. And that is what I have found, like I said, in a lot of different walks of life. All right. So <clears throat> I usually don't like to share this in podcast episodes, but like I said, always on the lookout for something that can connect us a little better. Um, One of the things that I'm absolutely loving is that there is a link to a Google form that I'm starting to put in every podcast episode. And it's like, tell me a little bit about yourself. I tell you guys a lot about me. I want to hear a little bit about you. And this has been phenomenal. I mean, I, I think I did, I posted it and then ended up doing a podcast episode, like first one, a listener questions one. And I If you listen to the podcast, I mean, I'm like emotional about it responding because it is so touching to be able to hear directly from my listeners. So if you are so inclined, it's not a marketing thing. I'm not marketing anything to you. Um, In fact, you don't even have to tell me your real name. I ask for a name. You can just give me your first name. Just, you know, you can tell me state, country, whatever you're from. Tell me as much information about yourself as you want. But what I really want from it is just what's important to you guys out there? What do you want to hear more of? Um, And so if you were so inclined, again, go to the show notes in this, and then it's a Google form. And I'll I'll have like, hey, here's a Google form. Click here. Um, Just to give me a little bit of information about who you are what you enjoy hearing. Um, If I can answer any questions, I'll have another listener questions episode coming up and I'll continue that. Because like I said, it's different than like when people reach out to me on Instagram or even email. It is hard to determine who's legit 
and who's not. So I like this. I feel like it's a little bit more controlled. I feel like the people that are responding are much more genuine. No one's trying to sell me anything. And it's just a very great way for me to connect with my listeners. But also, I think I found something, like I said, I've tried like different avenues of how can I connect with you guys better. So I found a um, service that's for content creators called Buy Me a Coffee. So again, I'm going to post the link in the show notes so you guys can check that out. Be listening for a Buy Me a Coffee update. So I'm going to do little shorts um, so you guys can uh, figure out how to connect with me a little bit better. I'm trying to, like I said, not put a ton of ads on this. I have to monetize this podcast because it is um, definitely something that is basically a business. I mean, and so I'm trying to find very genuine, sincere ways that I can give back and not just put like 10 minutes of commercials on a podcast of stuff that you guys don't really care about um, and try to find other ways to monetize it. Again, that's meaningful to you, my amazing supporters and listeners. So Look for the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes and stay tuned as I navigate this new way for you guys to connect with me and um, I'll do a little short podcast episode on it. So I super appreciate you guys listening and again, stay connected. Sign up for that Google form. I promise you I'm not selling you anything. I just genuinely want to hear from you guys and hear what questions you do have out there. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy this new year and stay tuned to the One Organized Mama podcast.